Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. We're thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Keith Beermeister. Dr. Beermeister is a colorectal surgeon at Scripps Healthcare in La Jolla, California, a beautiful place in the country, a great health system. He's today going to be with us to discuss his experience with enhanced recovery after surgery protocols, enhanced recovery after surgery protocols, its impact on patient outcomes, benefit of protocols during the pandemic, and more. Um, Dr. Beermeister, can I ask you to take a moment and introduce yourself, and then we'll talk about what you do, enhanced recovery after surgery protocols, and a lot more. Dr. Beermeister? Yeah, hi. Thanks, Scott. Thanks uh, Thanks for that introduction. Uh, as, you, as you said, I'm... Uh, uh, practicing colorectal surgeon, that's my my main day job, um, but uh, also some involvement here um, in administration at Scripps and very passionate about these enhanced recovery uh, surgery, uh, enhanced recovery after surgery protocols and, uh, you know, specifically how they benefit our patients and, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll touch a bit on that today and, you know, how we've established our program here and uh, hopefully those can be some learning points for others to take to their institutions and establish protocols there. Um, really because, you know, this is, uh, has been revolutionary in the way that we take care of patients here at Scripps. And, uh, you know, uh, anything I can do to get the word out and help others, I think, is, uh, is, uh, is very beneficial. Thank you very much. I know that Scripps La Jolla Institution is a magnificent institution. Take a moment and talk to us about how has your hospital been incorporating the enhanced recovery after surgery protocols? Talk to us a little bit about how you've been incorporating those. So we started formally uh, our program um, specifically in colorectal, um, and that's probably what we'll talk the most about because kind of that's that's you know my uh, area of familiarity. But uh, obviously, um, there's other areas that enhanced recovery can be applied as well. So we started our colorectal program in March of 2017. In terms of you know how we did that, um, you know it was a it was sort of an initial labor of love for me, and that I was kind of doing it on my own um, because I saw the benefits for my patients. But then, you know, one of the big things about enhanced recovery is really it's it is a multidisciplinary program where you involve um, a lot of different both you know physicians and administrators and other healthcare practitioners to really come up with this protocol to benefit, you know, your patients as a whole throughout the perioperative process. So preoperatively, intraoperatively, and postoperatively. Um, and um, so, yeah, that's where we started in 2017 with a, um, a formal system-wide ERAS committee that kind of vetted our protocol. Um, and uh, a lot of that came from our own individual work that we were seeing the benefits in our patients personally within my practice, I'm a private practice colorectal surgeon in a small group. There's two of us. And again, you know, we saw such um, unbelievable results with our own patients that we shared that with the hospital and they very quickly uh, got on board and supported us. And then, you know, we spread the word to the other um, people in terms of involvement from anesthesia, nursing, uh, administration, as I said, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's where it all started. You know, we're now a little over four years into our program, and we have since uh, established protocols in, in a few different service lines, including gynecology, gynecologic oncology, bariatric surgery, and most recently cardiac surgery, which went live 
just in October of last year. So we just really got some initial data from that. And, and all those uh, programs have been very successful with significant impacts in, in patient care. Fantastic. And, and talk a little bit for a moment about, you mentioned a little bit of this, in terms of establishing the budget and the protocols for enhanced recovery after surgery, who was involved in some of that? So, um, you know, it, this is going to be a, a very hospital-specific process for others that are establishing their protocols. I think there's the obvious groups that need to be involved. When you talk about enhanced recovery, generally speaking, they're driven by either the surgical side or the anesthesia side. Those tend to be, uh, and that, that varies from institution to institution. You'll find many institutions where the uh, anesthesia groups are driving the protocols. You know, obviously you need the surgeon. Both of those two are essential in, in driving the process. You know, um, the administration, obviously, from a financial backing standpoint and, you know, ongoing support uh, is, is important as well. I think when you start showing your numbers, they will very quickly uh, be on board with you because this stuff just works. I mean, it, it, it is, it's unbelievable how a group of some seemingly simple uh, changes put together in a package in a protocol can have such dramatic impact on things like length of stay, uh, overall opiate use, uh, decrease in surgical site infections, decrease in readmission rates. You know, those are the main metrics that we're following. You know, obviously some of that is is protocol specific, you know, if you're talking about uh, cardiac, we look at some different things, but again, mainly, you know, the focus today, I think, will be on colorectal and what we look at. Dr. Baremeister, your institution and you've done a magnificent job of working through the enhanced recovery after surgery, ERS protocols, and, and, and talk a little bit about, I mean, you, you've worked through, you've been using them since 2017, you worked with the a lot of different groups to work through these to get them really on the same page and aligned around them. You've had great outcomes from them. Talk a little bit about how patient outcomes have changed and improved with incorporating the ERAS protocols and some of your thoughts there. So, yeah, I mean, we've had, you know, obviously great results. It's, uh, that's, that's what drives a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, we, we looked uh, back at a lot of our legacy data in terms of things like length of stay, um, surgical site infection reduction, and reduction in readmissions. Um, if we look back at our legacy data, um, all comers in terms of colorectal surgery, meaning uh, uh, open surgeries, laparoscopic surgeries, robotic surgeries, we've gone from uh, an average length of stay of eight days um, down to four days um, in terms of length of stay, uh, which has been a dramatic reduction. Um, um, and then we look at things like uh, surgical site infections, um, and those, uh, again, compared to our legacy, uh, historical legacy data, have, have decreased significantly with the statistically significant decreases in, in surgical site infections that have been maintained over that four-year period since we've gone live. Uh, with the protocols, and then also readmission. So it's not just that people are leaving earlier again uh, and then coming back to the hospital a day later, but the uh, readmissions uh, have steadily decreased with statistically significant reductions in that as well. And so let me ask you a question. Is it, is it fair to say that with use of the enhanced recovery after surgery protocols, they, they've been helpful or very significant in both reducing length of stay, 
reducing surgical site infections, improving readmissions, that this, this whole sort of movement towards standardized protocols has been very really helpful to, towards those things. And it's a constant effort to keep on getting better. Is that a fair statement, Dr. Beermeister? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a continuous, uh, you know, uh, it's a work in progress, uh, but um, certainly, you know, these protocols have, have helped change things dramatically uh, and, you know, all in the interest of, you know, quicker recovery, less stress after surgery, you know, and, and, and patients are happier. They're just, they're, they're happier when they, they recover quicker, they have less pain. Um, they can get home quicker to their loved ones. And it just makes for, you know, a, a better, experience, uh, not only for uh, us at the hospital and, uh, and you know, from a nursing staff and, you know, obviously the cost savings, but, uh, you know, most importantly, the, the patients um, have glowing things to say about these protocols. And, and, and sort of another question along those lines, as you use sort of protocols that drive towards better outcomes, better efficiency, how much does it help to sort of in, incorporate buying bundled products, buying things that work together with this to just keep things efficient and standardized. Has that been helpful to have those opportunities to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's, uh, I think the data has shown time and time again that, you know, standardization of these protocols and sticking with your established protocol is really uh, what makes these things work. Uh, an interesting question that a lot of people ask is, well, just, just tell me what what things work. Just tell me what one thing works and I'll do that. And it, the answer is always that it's not just one thing. It's, it's, it's a protocol, it's a bundle. And, you know, the, the literature has shown time and time again, that it's sticking with those protocols and, and those, um, those bundles is where you truly get your success. Great. And when you buy things through a pack type process, that helps as well. It just, it keeps things. Absolutely. No, there's, yeah, there's certain products that we give, uh, you know, preoperatively, especially, and, you know, those can be bundled and, um, you know, it just makes things easier for the patient. Uh, um, you know, when we first started our protocols, I had mentioned earlier that we sort of did this on our own because we, uh, we um, you know, saw the benefits of it. You know, we were, we were, asking our patients to commit to buying these things on our on our own but you know now with administrative buy-in and uh you know people really committing to these protocols uh that's something that we provide um you know through the hospital to these to these patients in in bundles uh, and there's other ways to do that uh as well so you know that's obviously a, when, whenever you can make this as easy as possible for the patient you know you're going to have your most success Talk about also any specific things you could point to as to why the protocols are so helpful, particularly during a pandemic in terms of how you work through patients and, and, and make sure it's the best outcomes. Any thoughts as to the impact of using the enhanced recovery after surgery protocols during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it, listen, it's it's made for uh, for for. I mean, obviously, not intentionally. These protocols were in in development much uh, sooner than we've been dealing with all the unfortunate things we've been dealing with the past uh, year and a half or so. But um, I mean, it lends itself to the stress on the hospital by you know decreasing. 
uh, cost, really. I mean, that's that's the main thing I would say. That's the obvious thing is decreasing costs with huge decreases in length of stay. And again, going back to the length of stay, it's not just that, you know, we're getting patients out sooner. And that's why it's important to look at readmissions, too, because we're also decreasing our readmissions. So it's not just like we're getting them out and, you know, they're coming back to the ER three days later. So, you know, that would blow your cost savings if that happened. But, you know, we're, we're maintaining that discharge, um, you know, early discharge with lower readmissions, uh, you know, decreasing supply costs, decreasing, um, you know, uh, SSIs are a huge financial burden on in any institution. So decreasing those is huge. And, you know, so that's obviously an important thing for the pandemic. You know, all, all institutions everywhere are under huge financial stressors right now. So any program that's going to help in any way is going to be beneficial. But then the other thing is, you know, if you look at the patient side of things and how that's been impacted by the pandemic, uh, you know, a surgery is a very stressful time for a patient and their family. And, you know, we've had many people, I mean, everyone's heard the stories about, you know, people being admitted to the hospital and loved ones not being able to see them, not being able to come into the hospital, not being able to help take care of them. And that that's not only putting extra, extra stressors on them, it's putting extra stressors on us and the nursing staff. And by getting patients out sooner and getting them home to a more comfortable environment where they can recover, recover better with their loved ones, I mean, I think that, you know, you can't put a number on that. So that's been another huge impact, I think, on uh, specifically on, on how um, this has been beneficial in the pandemic. Thank you. You've built this incredible practice and leadership perspective uh, in one of the most beautiful places in the country. Talk about, is there any other final things you want to leave our listeners with today? I mean, you've done this incredible job and become a true leader with this enhanced recovery after surgery and just a great colorectal practice. Talk a little bit about what other thoughts you want to leave listeners with today. Well, I think, you know, again, this, this stuff works. It's, uh, you know, I had mentioned that early on. It's, it's seemingly uh, simple uh, measures that individually don't seem very impressive, but put together in a package you know, really have these very impressive results. But, you know, what I'd like to stress is that, you know, really it is establishing the protocol and sticking to the protocol at your program. These protocols are well published everywhere. And, you know, certainly I'm always willing to share my protocols. But what I do here at Scripps works for me here and my institution and my colleagues here at Scripps. There's going to be variations from institution to institution. So really what you need to do is take that skeleton of what we know. And there's certain things that are, are undeniably ERAS and, you know, we, you know, that those are going to be in every protocol. But there's also going to be a variation from protocols protocol to protocol. So the importance really is to establish a protocol that you know works because you work within your system and you know that's going to work there and stick to it. And then another big thing that I think is is huge is is really not claiming the victory of the initial success and certainly that should be celebrated and you know shared with your staff and you know they do a lot of the 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 work on the ground and and they should be um, acknowledged for that but the ongoing auditing of these programs and protocols and and you know this is oh it's a work in progress it's not just a name on an order set it's something that uh we're constantly working on and we're constantly tweaking and changing and meeting uh, you know, you, you, you can't just establish these things and say, 
this is it. We won. Even if you get the good results initially, it's it's ongoing and constant work. Not, you know, listen, we're all busy, you know, as surgeons, as, 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 as physicians, as anesthesiologists. And, you know, the last thing someone wants to hear is that I need to go to another meeting. I need to, you know, have more work. But, you know, I think when we look at the, the big picture here and how this benefits our patients, I think that that little bit of extra time, you know, goes a real long way. And, uh, and, and you know, it, it, this has been proven, you know, this is not just, you know, at Scripps, you know, this has been proven institution after institution, academic institution, private practice institution, community hospitals. It works no matter where you do it, but it does take a commitment, um, not a huge commitment, but a commitment and some dedicated people. And, you know, that would be my parting message is that, uh, you know, establish what works at your place, which you know is going to work at your place. And, you know, you got to get a group of people together to, to, to confirm that um, and then continue to work on it even after you establish. And it's, you know, always tweaking and auditing and looking at your data. You can't just claim victory just because you get some initial success. Thank you, Dr. Fairmeister. I mean, you're, you're an incredibly frank and direct speaker and, and your concepts on tailoring it to work at your institution, that the ERAS protocols work, that is simplifying what you do. So many good thoughts on this today. I want to thank you very, very much for your time and thought-provoking response today and how you view this. We also want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Health. Um, magnificent work in the field, fantastic. Uh, and thank you for looking at the ERAS protocols. Uh, we invite everybody to join an upcoming webinar featuring Dr. Bermeister and more fully about enhanced recovery after surgery. Uh, you can register at beckershospitalreview.com backslash upcoming webinars. If you have trouble finding it, just reach out to Becker's Healthcare. We'll get you registered. Uh, you can also tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting Becker's Healthcare Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. I want to thank you, Dr. Bermeister. Just fantastic. And Cardinal Health, fantastic. I learned a lot. I hope our audience did as well. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it.